Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to go to the book that I love so much, the Genesis. Go to Genesis. Praise the Lord. I want to take the opportunity whilst I'm preaching. Um, the last Friday of this month, we'll not be having our prayer meetings here because there is a program happening here. And I want, but we are part of the program, so we, we, we all should be here normal. But we're not going to have our prayer time. We're going to have a worship moment by a group called Ben. Um, they do have worship. It's a worship time. You come, you enjoy it, you have a joy of it. When you get tired or when you feel like going, you go home. So it's not like you are restricted by a particular time. They will finish around 1 a.m. in the morning or maybe the following day. So all of us have been invited, and I pray that all of us will be here. <coughs> Crossfire will be having their session in the first part of the service. So I want everybody in this ministry, if you can make it from, what time are we starting? 6 o'clock, we are starting. So... Please make sure from 6 o'clock you are here. 7 o'clock, okay. 7 o'clock, we are coming. 7 o'clock, be here. And if you are here 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, that will be fine. Amen. Immediately we finish. If you want to go, you go. If you want to stay behind, that will be fantastic. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 3, and we'll do 9 to 7. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 3, the Bible said, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Yeah, am I. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and settled his donkeys and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Verse 9 to 18. Then they came to the place of which God had told them. Take note of that. And Abraham built a bent off, a build, build an altar there, and placed the wood in order. And he bowed Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar and upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here am I. And he said, Do not lay your hands on the lad. Or do anything to him. For now I know. Say to your neighbor, now I know. For now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And there behind him, as a ram caught in a ticker by its horn. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up. For a bad offering instead of a son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time out 
of heaven and said, By mind, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendant as the stars of the heavens and as the sun which is on the seashore. And descendants shall possess the gate of their enemy. The verse number 18. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Look at the face of your neighbor and say, just obey God. Look at the face of another neighbor and say, neighbor, just obey God. I want to minister on the subject because it is so profound. Uh, I've got 30 minutes here and I'm trusting God. We'll come out with a part two next week. Amen. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible has a lot to say about obedience. In the story of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, we see just how important the concept of obedience was to God. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 to 28, the Bible said, Behold, I have set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, you, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I have, command you today and the case if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which I have not which you have not known which simply means what God is trying to say here is trying to say that when you obey there is a blessing <laughs> when you obey there is a blessing tell your neighbor when you obey there is a blessing Disobey and you will be cursed. Okay, that is what it means. And when you see the, what God is trying to introduce in the Old Testament, in Genesis, it has never changed because God wants his children to obey him. The general concept of obedience, both in the Old and New Testament, relate to hearing and obeying the voice of the authority that has provided the voice. It came to the world, to the higher authority. One of the Greek terms in obedience, uh, for obedience, convey the idea of positioning oneself under someone by submitting to their authority and command. Another Greek word for obey in the New Testament means to trust. So when you are obeying somebody, it means you are war. You are trusting that person. According to Ormond's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, defines definition of biblical obedience is to hear God's word and accept accordingly. Praise the Lord. That the biblical obedience to God means to, he to hear, trust, submit, and surrender to God and his voice. There is no deviation about this. I want you to understand in Genesis chapter 22 verse 2, the Bible said, then he said, take now your son, 
your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Maria and offer him as a burnt sacrifice. Precious one, under the sound of my voice, you know how Abraham came in contact with Abraham. Uh, with how Abraham came in contact with Isaac. You know the difficulty, the stress, the dependency, and the reliance on the voice of God in waiting and waiting in spite of the uh, in spite of the objections and all the thing that denied the fact that what God said will come to pass, he waited patiently as David will put it, as David said I waited patiently unto the Lord and he inclined unto me and he lifted me out of the miracle and set me upon the rock, that is the testimony of Abraham, but the Bible said in spite of this waiting when he embraced the beauty of the miraculous of God, the Bible said God the same God said to him, I want you to sacrifice your son. He wasn't ambiguous, which means uh, he was not making two or three meaning or more than one meaning. But the Bible said he was specific. Uh, he, was not, uh, he was not making guess over here. He was so particular about what he was requesting from Abraham. And the Bible said, I want you to render your only begotten son. But I believe that if you happen to be Abraham... You have so much to tell God why it shouldn't be so. And that is the same situation we find ourselves in the dispensation we're leaving. We have so much reason why we cannot obey what God said. If there was somebody who had so much to use to tell God it can be possible, it should be Abraham. Praise the Lord. Ah, Abraham is the best person because God promised Abraham that Sarai, your wife, is going to embrace a child. It's, it's not Abigail who gave, who gave birth to Ishmael, but it's going to be Sarai, your wife, who will give birth. And the Bible said, so when the angel of the Lord appeared unto Abraham, the Bible made it so explicit. And the Bible made it so clear. And Abraham even said, my wife is stricken in age. It means that she is fade out she's passing monopause and if abraham was the best person to tell god that it can be possible it should be what abraham he knew what he was saying he knew what god was requesting for and he knew the disposition of his life but my bible said that in spite of all the logic reasoning that abraham could give to god the bible said he kept quiet my question to you today is what is God requesting of you that you have got enough logic to authenticate your reason why you can't honor the voice of God. We have so much reason why we can't just say yes, Lord. We have so much reasons. Praise the Lord. We have so much reason why we can't even preach the gospel because one will tell you we live in an environment where one is, where, where is narrow-minded, one is being uh, stopped, one is being denied the freedom to propagate the gospel. There is so much reasons we have got why we can't just believe and we cannot trust God in the simplicity and the clarity of his voice that he has given to us. We have no denial about the factual, the fact about what what God is saying, but we choose not to obey. 
The verse number 12 to 13, the Bible said, and he said, do not lay your hands. I want you to understand God is not interested in taking away your joy. He's the God who gives you joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. God is not interested in taking away your joy. When God tells you to commit to something, he doesn't want to take your life. He wants to give you more because he came that we may have life and have an abundance. Why do you feel and why do we treat God as if God want to take the joy of our life but God gave it to us and he want to take it back because he want to give us more and the Bible made it so clear let me tell you something today I want you to understand that there is some logic has no place in spiritual things Logic has no reason. There are times in your life, if Abraham should discuss this conversation with anybody who is not spiritual but logically, if somebody who knows much about biology, a doctor who is inclined into scientific proof, why one can give birth and why cannot give birth, that doctor would tell Abraham, even your son Isaac, I doubted it could have come to pass, but it came to pass. But I think if you give this son out to God, the chance for you to have another one will be limited. Haven't you ever confronted a situation in your life where you thought and you know that when you obey God, it's not going to be possible? Tell your neighbor, just obey him. Uh, obey when, when you use the word obey him, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't give me cushion. It just tell your neighbor, just trust him. <laughs> Hallelujah! Our obedience to pre- our obedience precede God's precision. Let me repeat it. Our obedience precede God's provision in our life. Christians of our generation. We want to have it the other way around, which means that God should provide before we obey. When you look at the text carefully, the Bible said in the verse number 12, 13, the Bible said when Abraham obeyed God, and the Bible said in the verse number 13, it said that then Abraham lifted his eyes, the verse number 12, sorry, and he said, do not lay your hands on the lad. Why? Because he's already made an effort to lay his hands. You must obey God to see his glory. The Bible said that most Christians want to have it the other way around where we want to see a goat tie or whatever tie on the, on, the, on, the, on the tree ready to get us set. And God tells us to sacrifice our Isaac. Since we can see that one, we can render our services to God. But what I'm saying here is that your obedience comes before the provision of God. Christian Rosity. Uh, her surname, surname is now uh, Rose. E, is Rose Rosity? Let me say Rosity. <laughs> Said obedience is the fruit of faith. Obedience is war. Is the fruit of faith. Edwin Lewis Cole also said, "Obedient is an act of faith. Disobedient is the result of unbelief." Without faith, it is impossible to walk, to please God. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 12, it said, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligence is taken. Praise the Lord. 
So one of the foundations I've laid in this message is I want you to know that the obedience, obeying God, proceeds as provision. There are so many atmospheres, so many things you can't encounter if you don't first obey God. When you check through the scriptures, most people who encounter the glory of God, I love it so much, the team for this year in John chapter 5. Uh, is it John chapter 5? Uh, no, no, let, me, let me talk about John chapter 5. Well, let me talk about launching out. Say to your neighbor, launch out. And you know about launch out. You know about the test for the, for the team for the year. We came across a man who has so much why he shouldn't launch out. Peter. But my Bible said that in spite of, it said that when we talk about obeying, we talk about the absoluteness of refusing to give out why you should not obey. We live in an environment where we are being trained constantly and consistently to ask questions. Asking questions is good. I'm not denying it. It's good. But when you are dealing with that, we have, we have scenario where you have children, you tell children to do something, they ask you why. I'm not against asking questions, but there are times you have to trust the one with a superior authority. Praise the Lord. You have to trust that your father is not going to, we are not saying that we have met some fathers who are irresponsible and have abused their own children. We, don't, we are not oblivious about those ones. But we are saying that when God is releasing an instruction to us, you don't want to ask him questions because he knows the end from the beginning. When the Bible said that husband love your wife, he's gone ahead of time to know why he said that. When he said wife, I don't want you to do anything, submit to your husband. He knows why he said it. And if you're not ready to comply by it, you will face the consequence of it. Praise the Lord. That is why when you buy a new machine, a new machinery, it will, tell, it will give you a manual and the manual detects or tells you how to operate around it. When you are dealing with God, it is not a matter of negotiation. It is about yes, Lord. Say to your neighbor, yes, Lord. I want to give you eight reasons why obedience to God is very, very important. Eight reasons. The point number one, Jesus calls us to obedience. Number one, Jesus calls us to obedience. In Jesus Christ, we find the perfect model of obedience. And we saw how he obeyed his father, even to the point where things were fighting him. In order for him to disobey God, he said, Father, if it be possible, I don't want to disobey you. I want to obey you without any alteration or reservation. I want to say, yes, Lord, your commandments become my instruction. I don't know who you are. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible said, being found in appearance as God, he humbled himself and became came obedient to the point of that even the death on the cross most christians we don't want to go through anything what jesus is saying here is that i came to be the model on which i want you to build your christian life it is a me it is not a matter of finding reasons most christians want to find reasons why god what god said cannot come to pass Praise the Lord. 
In John chapter 14, verse 15, it said the only way you can obey me is that it's not everybody who can obey me, but there, there, is, there, is, there is a requirement in John chapter 14, verse 5. It said, if you really love me, you will keep and obey my word, my commandment. The reason why you can't obey somebody is because you don't love the person. Praise the Lord. I did, I took, I've made this statement several times, but I've come across something. The reason why you are giving it out is not because there is a provision. It's because God said it. Peter said, because you have said it, I will obey you. At thy word, I will lay down my word, my net. In the year of launching that God wants us to have absolute reliance on his word. Praise the Lord. It is not a matter of wishy-washy. The conditions are not perfect. The Bible said, he said, I want you to know there is so much logic reasoning why you can't obey me. I know, but I want you to trust me. So God wants us to walk in the point of obedience. And sometimes God plays people. If, I, if we say we should be in church at 11 o'clock, it is 11 o'clock. And there is so much reason, but we choose to honor that voice. Praise the Lord. Obedience, number two. Obedience is an act of worship. Salvation is a free gift of God. And we can do nothing to merit it. True Christians, obedience flows from the heart of gratitude for the grace we have received from the Lord. This is something we didn't work out for. God knows more than you know. How come that we know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but most Christians want to obey God when conditions are satisfiable? When conditions are what? Are conducive. Are palatable. Praise the Lord. You want all situations, you want to please every. Listen, there are times, there should be a point in your life when you tell somebody about what God said, they should tell you it is nonsense. Have you been there before? You are so much cologne to the things of God that people ask you, what, why are you into this? In Psalm 119 verse 33 to 34. The Bible said, teach the NIV, I like the NIV version, you know. It says, teach me, Lord, the way of your decree, that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it. With all my word, my heart. The word obey can be substituted with the word I shall what? Observe. Most translations use the word word. Observe. You want to observe. You want to make sure that it comes to part according to the way he said it. If you are a Christian, you must mature and come to the point of obedience. We are surrounded by so much reason why we, the word of God shouldn't become effective. There is so much reason why the word of God must not come out the way it is. But if you want to walk with God, you have to trust him. That he knows you before you were born. He wants you to trust him because he wants you to do this to show how much you love him. Praise the Lord. God, smi <laughs> God smiles when we obey him wholeheartedly. That means doing what God asks. 
without any reservation or any hesitation. You don't procrastinate what he said. I will pray about it. Oh, uh, I will pray about it. He said, you don't procrastinate and say, I will pray about it. You don't do it without delay. Every parent know that delay obedience is really disobedience. Every, every parent know that sometimes when you delay in obeying, it is a sign of disobedience. So sometimes when we are not hasty, when we are not so quickly, the Bible said quickly, immediately he responded. And that is the certainty of the grace given to us. Praise the Lord. God wants us to walk in absolute obedience. Please forget about what people are saying. I want you to have an encounter with the word of God and walk with the word of God. Do it because God said it. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you, precious one. I want you to come to the point, do it not for the sake of a man, but for the sake of the God. The reason why most of us are not able, we come to church for the sake of a man. We do what we do in our marriages for the sake of a man. You want to do it and say, God, I am dying, but I've decided to trust you. It is a journey of absolute dependence, reliance on what? On God. Instant obedience will teach you more about God than a lifetime of Bible discussion. In fact, you will never understand some commands until you obey them first. Obedience unlock understanding. Obedience unlock understanding. The Bible said, the prophet said to the woman, he said, I want you to prepare me something first. Then I will tell you what will happen. You don't need to see, most Christians want to see provision before execution. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, we are pressed from every side. In all these things, we are more than conqerors. It is because of him that lived in me. That is why I do what I do. Jesus said, I have no will. I have no will. Jesus has so much reason why God shouldn't cause him to die on the cross. Because one, he was flesh and blood. When the Neil went through his metamethatasis, he was going through pain. The same pain you are going through. He went through the same pain, but he said, yes, Lord. And you said, no, Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me... I can't finish this, I promise you. Look at me. The problem you have in Adam's story, we were told that Adam and Eve, the problem of Adam is not just the problem of ordinary disobedience, but it was a problem of listening to man instead of listening to God. The problem you have is that the problem Adam had was not disobeying God, but the problem and the challenge he co- was confronted by, but God saying he would die and he saw somebody eat at it and was not dead. 
Now you have been instructed by God. It said, do not exempt yourself from the garden of the sin. It said, pay your tithe and offering. It said, commit yourself, be a prayerful person. And I've given you all the examples by Jesus. And he did it all, even though he was God, he did all of this. And I want you to do the same thing. But yes, sir, you can see somebody on this planet who is doing none of them and still making it in life. So you think it is, it is not necessary. It is necessary. Tell your neighbor, it is necessary. You must come to a point where if it is not what God said. Abraham, how can you give out your Isaac? Praise the Lord. Often we, we try to offer God partial obedience. We want to pick and choose the commands we obey. We make a list of the commands we like and obey those while ignoring the ones we think are unreasonable, difficult, expensive, unpopular. I will attend church, but I won't pay my tithe. I will read the Bible, but I won't forgive people who hurt me. Yet, partial obedience is disobedient in Psalm 101, verse 1 to 2. The living Bible says, shout with joy before the Lord, O earth. Obey him gladly. Come before him singing with joy. Praise the Lord. We have become selective. Abraham was not selective. He was not choosing wise. God was specific. He told him, I want you to give me your only son, your beloved son. What God is asking of you is what will circumcise you. Hallelujah. Listen to what I just said. I said what God is asking you to obey will circumcise you. Circumcision comes with pain. But when you obey him, he will show you that he knew why he said what he said. I love coming to church and preaching powerful messages. But I'm going back to the basis. You must come to the point to understand that we must obey God. When Abraham, I want to, which, which, which point am I now? Is it point number two? Hallelujah, let me, I'll end there, amen. Look at a man like Noah. A man like Noah had sons who were married. When their father told them, I want you to come into the boat with me. I want you to come into the ark with me. They had so much reason because they were not those who received the word from God. They were not those who saw the encounter of God. They are dependent upon the voice of their father who had the voice of God. The Bible said that they didn't say, my wife family will not agree. No. The wives were obedient to the scriptures. They succumbed. They followed their husband without any distortion. Abraham, Noah's sons just obeyed their father because he said, Obey thy father in the Lord, for this is what? This is right. Honor thy father and mother. So that thy day, when you do this, there is a reward. Praise the Lord. You must come to the point to appreciate. God will bring you to the point where questioning is not necessary. When you see those in the Bible, when Saul was told by his father, go and look for my donkey, he didn't ask questions. 
When the disciples use question and reason why they can't wait in the upper room, let me tell you something. The obedience of the believer brings out the glory of God. Most of the young guys say, you think it is easy. There were times in my life when I wanted to go out where my physical hypocritude, my whole appearance can say no to my father, can say no to my mother. I could say it, but for the fact that you can say it, doesn't mean you should say it. There are times you will be in a church where the pastor will tell you something. Precious one, there is no pastor who will exempt punishment if he doesn't obey God. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that God is calling us to the point of absolute obedience. If you want to see the glory of God, Abraham, the Bible said, listen to me, your obedience will open doors for your generation. How did I know? He said, because you have obeyed me, I will bless your descendants. Our children are not encountering God. Listen, do you think it is easy to obey God? I met somebody who said, you, you, you do it so easily. For the fact that you see so, I tell some people, have you ever seen a goat sweating before? Goat sweat, but you don't know, you can't see Anything that we are asked to do by God, by flesh, it is not easy. Praise the Lord. Anything that God has instructed you, why do you know so much that you do so little about it? It, it, it is, it is, it is nonsensical. Praise the Lord. Why do you know so much about God, but you execute so little of him? Do you think it was easy? The children of Abraham, the children of David, the children of Moses and all those people. Do you think their families were not reckless and moving around and things like that? He said, I and my family, we will serve God. We will make sure we provide a conducive environment for them to serve God. Stand on your feet. You want to obey God. Next week, I'll continue. You want to obey God. Listen, forget about what people are doing. And look at what God is saying and how far you are in obeying him. This is my desire. Thank you, sir. You want to commit yourself to the hands of God. It is not being called a Christian that matters. But how far you are in obeying God that matters. This is my, my desire to honor pain. I want to say, yes, Lord, no more my will be done, but thy will be done in my life. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. There is a machinery facilitating, enhancing disobedience in this world. But I pray that every objection that comes in your way to make you disobey God. I pray that may God enhance your belief, your trust in the Lord and your faith. That you will rely, dedicating yourself without any reservation. 
I pray today that the pain that causes you to deny Jesus. The Bible said the intensity of the questioning and the environment called Peter to deny Jesus. I pray that any machinery, any mechanism put around your life to cause you to disobey God, may God help you to overcome it. The sin that easily beset us to disobey God, may God help us to overcome it. I pray that as you leave this place, may you walk into the atmosphere of obedience. May God cause you in the company of obedience in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that may God empower you with the fruit of obeying him. When people see you, may they see signs of obedience in God in you. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we share the grace?